Hey everybody and welcome to another show of Torn It Up and it's just one to go to Christmas now so there's a bit of a party feel to the show tonight and why shouldn't we? Now we have lots of great music. Let's tell you who we have new. Well we have brand new music from the so-called with some tracks from their new album that's out. Uh, I think you're going to like it. It's called Return of a Band Called So-Called. Uh, we also have new music from Jethro Tull. <laughs> Long time since they had something new, but they do. Also, Goodbye June, Els Bailey, Bernie Marson, and Bernie is the featured guest on this week's Tour It Up interview. And what a great interview it is, and what an honour it was to interview someone like Bernie, who really helped create the soundtrack to our lives. And uh, so looking forward to bringing you that. And also have new music from the Southern Rock Junkies. Now, also, John as well we have music from Ronan Gallagher, David Bowie The Monkeys, Robert John and the Wreck Leonard Skinner, John Fogarty and the Foo Fighters, Bob Sager Thin Lizzy, Whitesnake Bernie Martin as I said and that's part of the Tore Up interview also fans favourite choices uh, Motley Crue, Wasp and Saria uh, and that is going to be something else too and we'll talk about that as well because that is the choice of Carla Elizabeth from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So hello, Brazil, and welcome to the show. Now, also, we have music from Little Feet, Mick Jagger, The Bluefells, Bex Marshall, T-Rex, Johnny Gallagher's back on the show again with a very special song for this time of the year. We're delighted to play it. Also, music from the Rolling Stones, Chris Bevington organization, and then the producer's pick is Wasted and Mind Funk, and those are two cracking choices too. Then we have music from Kalo, Johnny O'Keefe, Elvis Presley, Thunder, The Beatles, Meat Loaf and Share Together, The Jay Giles Band and Bruce Springsteen. And at the very end of the show, we normally have a 40 track show, but this is specially for Christmas. We're going to have an appearance by Charlie Lansmer and he's going to sing a real Christmas classic. And that's specially requested by my good friend, Joseph Cohen. Joseph, it's a pleasure to play this for you. And Charlie, if you're listening, it's a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Thank you so much. Now, let's get the show started. And we are going to kick off with Ronan Gallagher. And this is a track from his album that came out earlier this year. I think it was around May time. Time waits for no one. And this one's very aptly called Liberty. That crushing our resistance to make way for a corporate But building ivory towers to rule over you and me. We protest on the city streets, but they don't care because they can't see. The hunger in the people's hearts for freedom. About talking to you and to me They've paved a line of car parks And cut down all of our trees They'll rip and cut and frack and burn And profit while the whole world bleeds 
You know, uh, with everything that's happening at the minute with lockups and lockdowns and, you know, vaccines and everything, we're not going to get into that, but we are, I am saying, you know, it hasn't been an easy time. It certainly hasn't. And some of the things that we took for granted, um, we can't take for granted anymore. And uh, I thought the sentiment in that song kind of, well, set the flavour for it anyway. But we're here to party, so let's keep the music going. Next up, well, this is brand new music from a band called The So-Called. And uh, tell you a bit more about the band, we'll play you this. This is a track from their new album called Return of a band called So-Called. This one's called Estimated Street Value. <laughs> Never fail, hey, pray that you just fail Sweet value, nothing left 
I love the energy of that. It's, it's new and it's exciting and, uh, you know, love playing that on the show. And you'll be hearing more from the so-called later on. But just to tell you a little bit about the band, they're a three-piece band and vocal and guitars is Jude Shields and then Noel Martin Jr. on the drums and then, where do you hear this for a name, the pirate on bass and miscellaneous. So a bit of everything. Now, Jude Shields is the son brush shields and if you are listening to this in Ireland you will know how much of a rock and roll legend brush is and uh, he certainly passed on all those traits to his son Jude. Jude's an incredible artist, it's a fantastic band and um, sometime in the not too distant future I'll be chatting to Jude and uh, talking with the band and what's been happening and it's a pleasure here to play the music on the show. So, Jude, again, you know, wishing you all the best and hope to be catching up with you in the not-too-distant future. Now, here's someone else. Well, they've created so many classics, it's impossible to list them all. I am talking about my hero, David Bowie, and the hero of so many others. Now, believe it or not, this December marks the 50th anniversary of the release of Hunky Dory. And uh, we thought we'd have to celebrate that fact on the show. So we've taken a track that, well, it's it says everything about David because he, he did this throughout his career. He had a number of changes. He was never afraid to change his style, never afraid to try new things musically. And this song typifies it. This is David Bowie from his classic Hunky Dory album that's now out 50 years. And this is the classic, Changes. so sweet so I turned myself to face me 
I've never caught a glimpse How the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test Yeah, I mean, what can you say about that album? It was the precursor to the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust. And, uh, you know, it, it as I say, it was originally released with this album Hunky Dory in 71, then was released as a single on the 7th of January 72. Uh, and it was written following his promotional tour of America in early 71. And Changes was recorded in Thradian Studios, London, between... June the 4th and July of that year in 71, co-produced by Bowie and Ken Scott. It also featured Straub's member, Rick Wakeman, on piano and the musicians who would later become known as the Spiders from Mars, Mick Ronson, and bassist Trevor Boulder and drummer Mick Mudmanzi. Um, and also the song, I mind you, he has a lot of songs featured, but the song marks the first instance of Bowie playing the saxophone on one of his recordings. And, you know, it's a kind of a trademark of what he done over the years. You know, some of the songs. And um, 
It's just a great song, as is so many more of his tunes, and we had to celebrate that fact today. Now, next up, well, this is a bit sadder. Um, God, I love this band. Uh, again, you know, in the, in the mid-60s, the Beatles were around, the Stones were around, but there was a, a band from America called The Monkees. And, uh, you know, Peter Talk, Mate Nesbitt, Davy Jones, and the other name escapes me at the minute. I'll probably think of it later. Um, Mickey Dolans. Um, they produced some fantastic music. And uh, this was the fourth single. And again, you know, on behalf of all the Monkees fans, and there are many all over the world, you know, we want to, you know, uh, say our deepest condolences to Mike Nesbitt's family. Um, what a wonderful man he was and, and what great memories I have of listening to the Monkees and watching that TV show where they did monkey about. But they made a lot of people laugh and they created some great music as well. So this is the Monkees and last train to Clarksville. <laughs>
Yeah, you know, that brings back many, many happy memories, as I'm sure it does for so many others. It was the band's debut single to come out August 16th, 1966, and was later included on the group's self-titled album, which was released October the 10th, 66. The song was written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart and was recorded in RCA Victor Studio B in Hollywood on the 25th of July, 1966. Um... The song topped the Billboard Hot 100 on November the 5th, 66. And, uh, you know, it was featured in the in the TV show on, I think, seven episodes, uh, more than any other song in the TV series. Um, and it was really nice to play that tonight and remember Mike Nesbeth. Rest in peace, brother. Now, next up, <clears throat> well, we're getting into a bit of a southern rock groove now. This is Robert John and the Wreck. Shine a light on me. Robert, put the light on.
you know, Southern Rock was never in better shape. There's so many great bands out there. And whether it's Robert John the Wreck, whether it's Whiskey Mayors, whether it's Blackberry Smoke, whether it's Blackstone Cherry, and so many, many, many more, uh, it never was in better shape. And, uh, you know, it was great to play that on the show. But, you know, we've got to remember the granddaddies of it all. Um, this band, I've loved this band right from the start. Still love them to bits. This is Leonard Skinner, and this is from their second album that came out in 1974. And naturally enough, it was called Second Helping. This is the J.J. Kale song, Call Me the Breeze. <laughs>
Yeah, you know, for a band that really was famous you know, for being original and writing it, probably a lot of people mightn't even realise that Call Me The Breeze is not an original, it's a cover, it's J.J. Cale's song. But it's, it's a great song, there's also brass on that, and uh, it's a classic, it's just, and it's a Skinner classic, and uh, certainly delighted to play that on the show. Now we're in that vein, we're just rocking, this is the show before Christmas, we're in party mood, and we are bringing two people in here to rock the party. This is John Fogarty with his good friend, the Foo Fighters, and their collaboration of the Creedence classic, Fortunate Son. Take it away.
Oh yeah, that that song certainly packs a punch with the foos on board as well. But John's no mean, mean man, mean man to punch it out either. Definitely not. Now we're going to keep it rolling because now we've got Bob Seger coming into the party, and this is the classic Hollywood Nights. <laughs>
Oh yeah, what a great song, what a driving beat, and I, I love Bob Sager, and he said of the song, he said, you know, the chorus just came to my head, I've been driving round in the Hollywood Hills, and I started singing Hollywood Nights, Hollywood Hills, above all the lights, Hollywood Nights, and I went back to my rented house, and there was a uh, time with Cheryl Teggs on the cover, and I said, Let's write a song about a guy from the Midwest who runs into someone like this, gets caught up in the whole bizarro thing. And that's where it came from, according to the man himself. Uh, and uh, no matter how it come, it's just a great song. Now, next up, well, there's a bit of a thread here. We have Thin Lizzy. But this is a live version of a song written by Bob Seger. You know what it is. Those Lizzy fans know. This is from the Live and Dangerous album. And this is Lizzy and Rosalie. This one. It's a number
You know, when you play that track, you're just reminded of how good Thin Lizzy were live. They were just a cracking band. And of course, that's a great song. And that was also the opening track on the album prior to the release of Jailbreak, the fighting album. And, uh, you know, it was a precursor to what was coming. And if you, if you haven't listened to the fighting album, you definitely need to listen to it because it's there's some magnificent tracks on it. Check it out. Now, we're almost up to the point of the torn up interview. And, uh, wow, <laughs> I was such a happy camper to do this one. Um, basically, Bernie Marsden, as part of Whitesnake, he wrote some of the most iconic songs ever written, as far as I'm concerned. I'm talking about songs like Fool for Your Lovin', Love Hunter, Walking the Shadow of the Blues, and, of course, the multi-million selling Here I Go Again. So, you know, when I got the chance to do this interview, I, um, I, I, really, I really couldn't believe it. It was just like a dream come through. So, again, thanks so much to everybody at the label. Thanks to Alan for helping to set all this up. Uh, but before we get to the interview, uh, we're going to start off with, for me, is one of the defining songs, most defining blues rock songs ever written. This is Whitesnake, and this is from Live in the Heart of the City and Walking in the Shadow of the Blues. This song features Bernie Marsden. Walking in the Shadow of the Blues.
You know, to to have to penned a song like that, never mind all the other stuff he did. Um, and I said this to in the interview. Um, what a legacy to have! What a wonderful thing to have! Uh, how many people's hearts he has touched with 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 these songs. And I'm really not going to talk any more about it. I'm just going to press the button and let you listen to the interview with the one and only, the magnificent. Bernie Marston. Hey everybody and welcome to another Torn Up interview. You know, the person I'm about to introduce to you now, what can I say? I mean, this man has written some of the most iconic songs in pop, rock, blues, you name it. It actually, they crossed all the genres because it, so many, so many people love this music. And, you know, when we talk about Love Hunter, we talk about Walking in the Shadow of the Blues, we talk about Fool for Your Loving, you know who I'm talking about. This is the one, the only, the incredible Bernie Marston. How are you, Bernie? 
I just wondered who you were talking about there, Jerry, for a moment. Okay, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Thank you for that very nice intro. Ah, listen, tell you what, well deserved and a whole lot more because I'll tell you one thing, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I'll just say briefly, those songs were the soundtrack to so many people's lives, and we have all we all have, you know, songs bring you back to a certain time, and and this happy memories, yeah. and and you created so many happy memories for so many people, and on behalf of all those people, I just want to say, Bernie, thank you so much because you brought us so much happiness and love through well, your thank music. You, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Now, let's go back to the start, Bernie, when you were a young man growing up, and like everyone else, probably interested in music, maybe sport, but what what, what point did you sort of say, right, you know, I'd maybe like to pick up a guitar, or, or who was your influences? How did it all start for you, Bernie? I think looking back, when I, I, I wrote a book about three, three years ago, and, you know, when you sit down to, to write a book, you try and find the reasons for doing it, really, and... Uh, I think the the reason with the guitar was I had quite a few cousins who were a few years older than me, and every time they got married, they had a live band. So even you know before I was ten years old, I'd witnessed people playing guitars, you know, within a few feet of me, and I remember that fascinated me, and that must have stayed with me without me realising it until you know the Beatles came around and the Shadows before that. And I think I remember listening to Apache and one of these guys, one of the weddings, they played Apache. And I was convinced, I think, for many years that I'd seen the shadows when I was 10 years old. You know, so it must have had a very lasting impression on me. And that was what made me want to do it when I could. Yeah. And and, and what about actually when you come to the point, what, what age will you barely say when you actually come together, a few other lads and formed that fourth band? Oh, I'd be about... 14, four, maybe four. I'm still at school anyway and playing with really old guys who were like 22 and 23, you know. And um, they, they were really good guys, but they, one of, one of them had seen me playing, I think, I think with a friend of mine, as I mentioned, basically said, well, if you can do that out in a garden, you can do it in a pub kind of thing, you know. And they had a guitar player who, who couldn't make every show. He was working away. I can't, you know, I think he was... Uh, uh, a pylon erector I think something like that you know and uh, so he couldn't make every show and suddenly there's this 15 year old kid in the town who could because I was living with my folks and uh, I was suddenly thrust into playing Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays wedding receptions and you know and bars and everything like that and, and actually and making some pound notes as well which it always impressed my father Well I suppose you see isn't it the thing you know Bernie if you're lucky enough to to, to do a job that you love and, and then by the way you get paid for doing it that's a kind of yeah. ideal thing because then you feel you're not working at all you're getting paid for something that you do anyway but it just so happens you get paid to do it as well yeah I think that's what they call a utopian existence isn't it you know doing what you uh, my late father used to say he'd look at me sometimes though and say you know I'd be trying to change a plug or something you know this is in the last 10 years and he'd say, give it to me. And, and while, while I was, he'd do it, he'd say, it's a bloody good job you can play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and I was probably in my 60s by then, you know. I know. So, you know. It's the only thing I could do, really. So I was lucky lucky enough or hard-edged enough to, to make a career of it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, through those years, and, and I'm sure you gained lots of experience playing with different people, 
but we we'll move it up a wee bit. I mean, right. You know, when the White Snake project started, I mean, how did the members of the band come together? How, how did you get involved in that? I'm curious to hear that because it was such a great, such a great band. Well, uh, I'd been working with John Lord and Ian Pace in a thing called Pace Ashton Lord in 1976, uh, and I knew Mickey Moody because we were all on the road at the same time in the early 70s. Uh, and Neil Murray I'd known because he played with me in uh, Cozy Powell's band. And then we auditioned keyboard players and then we auditioned drummers And uh, because we wanted to get somebody at first, you know, who was maybe not from old school kind of thing, you know. Mm. So we ended up with a guy called David Dowell who was really good on the first two albums. And uh, uh, we got a keyboard player uh, who was... We had three different keyboard players and then John Lord became available. So, well, uh, what do you do, you know? And that was the same thing that happened when Ian Pace came into the band. But David Dow, he, you know, he was a London boy and he didn't really like travelling very much. So I think he kind of had enough at that point. You know, he was a great drummer. And uh, I, know, I always like to point that out that, you know, he added a lot to the uh, initial success of Whitesnake. Yeah, and, and I suppose, barely the sound of Whitesnake was a kind of unique in a way because there was that soul, there was that blues. But there was also yeah. a very strong rock influence through it as well. And being around at the time and buying the albums and all of that, and by the way, I can't believe I'm talking to the man now, but you'll remember all of that. Whitesnake was fresh, it was new, it was different. Remember you playing at Reading Fest when you blew the place away? You yeah. know, it was, must have been a very special time, Barry. It was. I guess, you know, people say now that, you know, I brought the blues element to, to that early band. I, whether I did or not, I don't know. I mean, David had been obviously associated with, you know, heavy rock with Deep Purple. I didn't know much about Deep Purple. I, I knew about John Lord and I knew about Ian Pace, but I'd never, you know, all the time Purple were making their reputation, I was listening to Fleetwood Mac. And, you know, I, was, I, wasn't, a, I wasn't a fan because I, I'd never, I was kind of a bit of a blinkered guitar player. You know, I, I only listened to the stuff I thought I wanted to listen to. I didn't give anybody else a chance, which was dumb. You know, I realised afterwards, I remember being on a bus once with Ian Pace and said, I heard that, that Made in Japan album the other day, and he would look at me and go, yeah. I said, it's very good. And he'd go, thanks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, we never heard it. I said, no, I've never heard it before. And he laughed his head off, you know. And when I auditioned for Pace Action Lord, John did ask me, you know, do you know much about Deep Purple and I said no thinking well that's me I'm out of here you know? I'll, I'll never get this gig and I said the only thing I know is dance on the water and he looked at me and laughed and he said I think you mean smoke on the water and I said yeah that's the one yeah but I only know the riff that everybody plays in guitar shops and yeah. they both cracked up laughing and said I think you're the guy for us and it, everything went very well from there on you know and you know every day that goes by now musically and socially you know I miss John and you know, because he was a giant figure to me, you know. So why they came together like that, it was a more or less a coming together of kindred spirits more than anything. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, was there, you know, the sound that was there, you know, the band talk about developing the sound, that, did that just happen, you know, when you started writing songs? Well, I think it was a, it was a lucky, it was a lucky break. Uh, David and I found it very, very easy to write songs. And I think the first time I went to, have a chat with him about being in the band. We wrote the song called Come On in, in his uh, place in London. Right. We just sat down with a couple of guitars and by the afternoon, 
the end of the afternoon, the band had kind of formed and we'd written the first song. Uh, I think I wrote Trouble with him the week after, I think, you know, so it was very easy. And uh, the only time I ever had that again, going forward 40 years, was uh, when Joe Bonamassa and I collaborated on his Royal Tea album. And, you know, that the writing situation there was very, very similar to the early days of Whitesnake. So I, I could relate to that. That was good. But the combination of David and I writing and, and with, with, with Mickey Moody as well, who, you know, would contribute pieces to some of the tunes and then he would write with David as well, um, was was a very easy way. And we also made the decision after Pur- Purple's kind of demise, you know, with the Guitar Hero thing with Richie and Tommy and everything, that none of us wanted to be in that. You know, we were never interested in that. But what we both wanted as guitar players to be in a good band and write good songs. And uh, so there was never any of that histrionic thing about who's going to be the next Richie Blackmore because neither of us were interested.
I think, you know, what I loved about White Snake was that you were a band. You know, it, yes. everybody contributed. There was no prima donnas. Everybody, you had David's voice, you had you, you had the rest of the guys in the band, and, and the sound was just amazing. I mean, um, you know, it, it, there's just something very special because there was no one else like White Snake. There was nobody else doing what you were doing. And we should, we should remember uh, Martin Birch, the producer, as well, because he was very important in that sound. Yeah, and he wouldn't he produce purple stuff as well, didn't he? He did. He did. He did. I thought he did. He yeah. Said, when, when I first met him, and you know, he said, "You're bringing something into this mix that that they didn't have before," you know, and so we always got along with. But you see, I was a big fan of Martin's anyway because he produced all the classic Fleetwood Mac stuff. Ah. So it was a small, it was it was a small world, really, you know. Yeah, and, and it, you'll just digress in a bit. We've talked about Fleetwood Mac twice. You know, one of the nicest things I've seen, you know, uh, was a, a, a picture of yourself and Peter Green, the night that uh, it was a big night for Peter, and, and you and him made tea and talked, and I think, what a lovely thing. You know, that, that was lovely. That was really nice. Yeah, that was, uh, turns out to be a very poignant thing now, but uh, at the time it was quite amusing. And uh, as much as it amused me, I think it, annoyed Mick Fleetwood I think but uh, you know I said Pete you know it's still time we, I can drive you to London I'll stay with you you know we'll sit and watch the show and he said and he sort of thought about it and sort of breathed out and went no he said I'd rather have a cup of tea with you he said <laughs> right yeah yeah, uh, he, he, was, he, was, he was something else, but that's another story. I'm sure he was, and, and like you know, the Fleetwood Mac fans, and, and particularly the ones that loved the early Fleetwood, I mean, oh well, and, and all, all that stuff, my God, Black Magic Woman, and what have you, Albert Ross. It was very special, it, it, it really yeah, was. Very, that's, that's, that's a very good, that's a very good uh, phrase. Yeah, it, it was very special. But, I mean, what, the last thing we'll talk about, because we won't have to talk about what you're doing at the moment yourself, but before I leave the White Snake thing, did you ever expect or believe, you know the way bands like that, they're generally album bands, they're generally concert sales, and they'll, you'll do well, but you are very successful in the singles market as well, which is usually for more of a poppy type band, but White Snake yeah. singles did extremely well. Well, White Snake became the band that the BBC played, as you know, when they said they don't play enough rock music, they would always say, well, we play White Snake. And we were lucky and fortunate because we had a very good plugger at EMI at the time. And uh, it, we just happened to hit hit the note with the, Tommy Vance was around and he liked what we were doing and a few other people. And, you know, it was timing and, you know, some serendipity involved and that kind of, you know, the, the luck factor as well, the fact that we had some good records to play as well, well, that must have helped a bit, you know, but, uh, you know, it was one of those things where we broke through into the market. When Here I Go Again went crazy in America, well, that, that's, that's, you know, that was very kind of unexpected, really. I mean, Here I Go Again was a, you know, was a, was a top 20 record in, in England the first time it came out, but when when they re-recorded it long after I'd left left the group and it went crazy in America and it's still going crazy today, uh, well, that was, you know, that was always uh, unexpected and is always a bonus every time it happens. Well, I think, you know, you kind of proved the point that you had a very special talent for creating, you know, blues and rock, but you could also create a song that resonated with so many people. It might have been into any of them genres, but just loved the song, loved the music, loved the vocals. 
it just yeah. reached into their hearts. And, and that's what music can do. If you have the right song, it reaches into people's hearts and souls and it's forever in it. You never lose them. It's there yeah, it's forever. My, it's, it's my, somebody said to me once a long time, it's my piece of uh, rock immortality. Yeah. Well, it's not lovely. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be around a long, long time and has been and will be for a long, long time. And that's good, you know, because it is good. If, if people enjoy it, well, then I'm really happy for that. And, you know, to reach people, so they, they they say that's my favorite song of all time, or that was my late wife's song, or you know, my brother loved that song, and then see, you know, you, he went off to here, and I never saw him. You know, it's, it's, you just never know what you, story you're going to get from people, but it's always nice to hear them. Yeah, and I know as well. We've talked with Peter Green a bit, but someone else I think that you are very fond of too was Rory Gallagher. I, I think there was a yeah. you're a big Rory yeah. fan. He was a lovely guy. Uh, I was fortunate to call him a friend, and uh, I was always a fan. Never stopped being a fan. When I was, we'd, we'd have a, a drink together in London or whatever on the road somewhere, and you know, and he'd say, "Well, good night," and off he'd go. And I don't, I'd still be pinching myself after he'd gone, saying, "I've just been having a drink with Rory Gallagher," you know. And uh, right up until the last time I saw him, when he told me, his, uh, it was a, a lovely story, you know. He said because I tried to look like him as much as I could from the time I first saw him. And we did have a certain amount of physical similarity when we were both younger. And uh, the last time I saw him was in Germany, and he said, uh, I've got a funny story. I won't do the accent because you have a better accent than me. But he said, I've got a funny story for you, but And he said, I was in an airport a few weeks ago, and a guy ran over to me and said, excuse me, are you Bernie Marsden? <laughs> I said, Roy, if you had any idea how much that means to me, and he, he said, "Oh, it made me laugh. It made me laugh." He said, "You know, he was he was he was a smashing guy, yeah. and what a talent, and what a talent in that." He was, he was incredible. And I know you're no stranger to Ireland. I know you've you've played the Rory Festival of Ballyshannon. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I love coming over there, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and look, at, I'm sure you'll be back again. COVID has kind of made things a bit difficult and, and there's not the certainty there used to be, but, you know, we've got to keep going and got to do yeah. the best we can and certainly yeah. keep the music going. Yeah, it'd be nice to come back and do you know do a week over there in different towns and yeah. maybe end up at, end up in Ballyshandle or something. Yeah. Or something out anyway. I think the so. promotions will be on, no doubt. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. I think so. Now we kind of, <laughs> I suppose, look as well as you're involved in Whitesnake, you also have you know an amazing solo career as well, and you touched mm. even some of the collaborations. Tell me something, Bernie. What's happening at the minute? Is there music being recorded? Is there any plans to tour, or what's happening? I've got uh, another, the third album in the Inspiration series is, is ready to go for the spring. That one's done. And uh, then I'll be looking at, we're now looking at dates. We've been offered dates all the time. Uh, but, you know, I don't have anything planned until, you know, this damn virus is looking one way or the other because, you know, uh, a friend of mine only last week has had, I think, 15, 20 dates all ready to go. He rehearsed the band. All the tickets were paid for, all the hotels were paid for. He got a call yesterday saying the whole thing was off. Yeah. And uh, he was due to leave, I think, on Friday. So, you know, you just can't risk it anymore. And, I, you know, I think no artist wants to be the guy playing on stage or the person and who, they say, 50 people get sick after Bernie Marsden show kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to do that. So we'll wait and see. But uh, I've got a, an album of new songs uh, ready to go uh, when I say ready to go they're in the can 
they're not mixed yet then and i've probably still got five or six to do but uh, i'll be writing all the way through the pandemic and and fixing the chess and kings album you know fixing those ready for release and uh so i've been busy enough it looks like i've been incredibly working very hard all through the pandemic it, it, it's not actually like that because i recorded most of the kings and chess stuff just before the pandemic but what it gave me is 2020 and 2021 to knock them into proper shape for release so it's been good but uh, I'd rather be out there playing I know that, uh, and, and I suppose, yeah. look, you know, the, there was artists even 
you know, recorded albums and, and they weren't in the same studio. They were maybe not even in the same country where each did their own thing. So there was things probably done in the yeah. recent year that were never done before simply because, well, you had to work around it and you had to find a way to yeah. keep going there and was keep a, creative. We, there was a, his, uh, Joe Bellamassa and I, had we wanted he wanted to write some more stuff for his new album because Royal Tea was such a successful write, writing collaboration. And we tried... Uh, uh, it's my fault, really, but we tried to do like a, a Zoom thing, and it, it was hysterically uh, funny. Yeah, because Joe and I worked really well with two guitars, eye, eyeball to eyeball. Yes. Saying, "What about this? What about this? Let's try this chord. Let's try this lyric." That you know, when you're three thousand miles apart, looking into a camera, uh, not quite the same thing. So we uh, we gave up on that. Uh, and de- and decided we'd do it as we did it before the next time around. So, uh, I mean, I've done a few Zoom things, you know, interviews and stuff. That's been okay. Uh, but even that, those I find a little bit, I'd rather do what we're doing now, to be honest with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, look, you know, even, even for me, and I go to a lot of gigs, and I mean, it's only in the recent time I've been to a few, like, but... It's grand to watch somebody on Facebook Live. It was great, particularly when there was lockdowns and you couldn't go anywhere. But there's absolutely nothing to compare with... Actually, I'll tell you what I feel. Say if I'm going to a gig, say I'm going to see you. It's actually, there's a buzz from earlier on in the day because you maybe finished a bit earlier, you get dressed, you hit the road, you're on your way, you're going to meet friends. And then you get to the venue and you're queuing outside and people are chatting and talking. And then yeah. you get inside and then there's, you know the way there's the music playing in the background, all of a sudden the lights go down. And yeah. then, you know, and then there's a kind of a, there's a buzz. You can hear the expectation and then you come on stage and then we're, we're all the way to a different world then for whatever lesson we're It's the same backstage as well. Yeah. You know, I get that feeling when the lights go down just as before I walk out, you know. Yeah, you might look all like cool and you say, "Hey, how you doing?" But actually, inside you go, "Wow, here we go again!" You know, it's uh, yeah, I've, I've missed it. There's no doubt, and it's not just me; it's everybody. You know, and uh, hopefully that'll then you know it'll come back in some some way, and uh, we'll be back to doing all those shows that we love. Oh, listen, I have no doubt you will. And you know what? As I say, it must be Bernie. You know, the likes of the the likes of the Here I Go Again and all them songs. When you and I've seen this, I've I've seen you do this in Skegness. Just folks, seen this man in Skegness with just a guitar and himself, four to five thousand people there, and you had them in the palm of your hand. It was one of the best gigs I was ever at, and you you told the stories. We we it was just like being in your front room, and yet there were thousands of people there. One of the best gigs I was ever at. You're you're just such a special talent. Uh, I did a thing a couple of weeks ago, uh, not not a performance. I was, but they said, you know, you should do stand up. They said because we I've paid big money for people who were half as funny as you. <laughs> I see, yeah, but I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just telling the truth. You know, it was uh, I did a thing down for uh, the Planet Rock in Treco Bay where it was a Q and A thing, and uh, the guy said, you know, you know, we've paid hundreds and hundreds of pounds for comedians. He said they don't make us laugh like you do. You know, it's a, it's a different kind of thing. Put me on stage and say be funny, I'll be hopeless. <laughs> it's but funny. As long as I've got a guitar, as long as I've got a guitar, I can yeah. you know, react with the audience and they can shout back at me what they want to hear. And, you know, 
That's it. That, that's what it's all about. It's reaction. It is. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, about, it's about the connection between you and the audience and everybody yes. feeling a part of the thing. They're a part of the show. They're a part of the yes. humour, the fun. It's just a great night for everyone then. And that's, you know, that's why, you know, doing these interviews about chess and stuff is important because it's the stuff I grew up with, you know, and I'm trying to put back in what I took out. You know, if somebody picks up a chess album because of my chess album, and goes, well, I'd like to hear this guy, Alan Wolf, and, you know, they may be 20 years old, they may be they may be 70 years old. It doesn't make any difference. If they say, I like what he does, and I'll, so I'll go check out the original, well, then that's, that's, that's one of the reasons I'm doing these things. Yeah. Um, it's, it, look, it's, I suppose we're all, everybody's in awe of each other, whether it's you, me, the people. It's, it's a great thing to be able to do is a great thing to be able to make people happy, to make them smile, to give them memories of something. Yeah. That's a very special thing. Really is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Now, at this time, I suppose the show, one of the things we do, Barry and Spain, we play four songs during the interview. We do one at the start, two during, and one at the end. So, um, you have so many to choose from. I'm not going to pick them. But uh, what would you like us to play, or what would you like us to kick it off before we press the button? And if there'd be one, and then I say two during and one at the end. Well, I should say Shadow of the Blues from the live album, maybe. Yes. Uh, here I go again from um, Saints and Sinners. Yeah. Uh, Just Your Fool from Chess, and what about Help Me Through the Day from Kings? Right, I am writing furiously here. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Shadow of the Blues. Like, and I know you've you've written some great songs, but that yeah. if I was asked to pick a favorite, the start of that song, you know, just the bass, the chug of the bass, and the kind of, you know, it's just just it's, you know, there's certain songs, the intro to them. And they give you goosebumps. And and the likes of Shadow of the Blues, the likes of Gimme Shelter, stuff like that, it's just, they're very special moments. And uh, and you've created not one, but you've created multiple moments. And, and I still, I'm pinching myself because I not, cannot believe that I'm talking to this wonderful man that has given all of us so many happy memories, so much great music, and even the best part of all is so much more to give us. Uh, and can't wait to see you live again because I say it's too long. Such a pleasure to talk to you here on the show. I know everyone here on Radio Home of Rock loves your music. We're all fans. Column the producer. Well, thanks, thanks, thank you very much, Jerry. And it's it's a, a pleasure to talk to you today. And uh, and it's always a pleasure for me to be to be you know playing over there in Ireland. And I can't can't say how much I appreciate. Uh, you know, when, whether it's coming over to do one show or whatever, but, you know, I mean, I got a lot of stock in, you know, two Irish guitar players, you know, we're both friends, Gary Moore and Rory, you know, and there's a lot more people, you know, you've got, you've got Pat McManus, you've got, all, you know, so many other people I've, I've, I've touched base with over the years and stuff, and uh, it's just uh, always a joy to be over there. Well, she, you know what, I think, I know from my experience in this from the radio side of things, it's like being part of one big worldwide family. There's a group of great people everywhere, everywhere, whether it's here, America, Australia, whatever it may be. Uh, and the one passion we all share is the love of music. And it makes our, it makes right. a difference to our lives. It just does. That's right, my friend. That's right. 
Well, amen to that, eh? Yeah, I mean, and just all I can say is, Bernie, just keep doing it because there's lots of millions of people around the world want to hear you create more music, and I'm one of them. And again, thanks so much for doing this. You have just made me the happiest man because I've spoke with someone that, as far as I'm concerned, is a legend and produced the songs that really, they're a part of my life and I'll never forget them. Well, thank you very much. Thank you.
Once again, Bernie, a huge thank you uh, for doing the interview with us here on the show. So appreciated. And uh, and also to Alan as well, that really you know, was so helpful in setting all this up. Alan, thank you so much. Uh, so, so, so appreciated. Um, what great people to work with. What a great label. And uh, again, you know, uh, Bernie's not finished by a long shot either. Lots of great stuff to happen, as you heard in the interview, and lots more music to be released. And we shall be waiting, uh, waiting anxiously to see Bernie come to a town near us and come over to Ireland here and I'm sure lots of other places across Europe and the world uh, to give us his unique brand of, of music. And again, thanks again, Bernie. So appreciate it. Now, next up, we have new music from Jethro Tull. Quite a while from Jethro has a new music, but it's out. This is the new single and this is called Sad City Sisters. Hard to choose to choose between them. Tramps on a night out out of season. Bare legs and arms at the taxi stand. Shoes and hand cold to freeze on What desperation, what souls possessed With lonely demons are put to test Why should we worry, why should we care That warrior horsemen's shame defile them Why tip the cabbie plus his fare so send them home to stumble in And toss their knickers in the bin Repentance blooms and melts away Mocked by dark hunter to silence Replaced by incubus at play Bad sisters stare graffiti walls Stare and return when weekend calls The empty bragging, the empty lives in anguish echoed to empty malls What desperation, what souls possessed With lonely demons are put to test Why should we worry, why should we care That warrior horsemen shame defile them The six-gun notches say it all Enough disrupts the earthly silence Guilt 
heroes at his day Hands to sad souls to gather Yeah, you know, when you have it, you have it. And certainly Ian Anderson still possesses that magnificent talent that started on this road many years ago. And that that Sad City Sisters, and that's a track from the forthcoming Jethro Tull album called The Zealot Genie, which is due to release towards the end of January. Well, I have an info here says it's January 28th. So that's when it's going to be out. And we certainly hope you enjoyed that. Now... We're at the fans' favourite part of the show. And, uh, you know, we have people from all, many parts of the world that send in uh, their choices. And this week, it's the turn of Carla Elizabeth from Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Carla, you're so welcome to the show. And thanks again for sending us in your choices. Now, Carla, from this, you know she's a rocker. Uh, her first choice is Motley Crue, Live Wire, followed by Wasp and The Real Me. Finally, finishes with Saria and Back to the Bullet. Carla, thanks so much for sending this in. Let's press the button and play the fans' favourite, as chosen by Carla Elizabeth from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Thank you, Carla. <laughs>
Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, Carla, thanks so much for sending your choices in. It's so appreciated. And, um, you know, that's the thing. Uh, we love to hear from you. So if there's anyone out there has a particular uh, uh, three tracks that they'd like to get played on the show, send them in to us. And we'd be more than happy to do that. It's our connection with the listener. And, you know, that's what this is all about. It's a collaboration between the listener, the show, the artist and uh, everyone else out there. We work as a team. Now, next up, we have another track from the so-called new album called Return of a Band called So-Called. And this one's called Anto's Odyssey.
Yep, again, another really fine track. As I say, check out the album. You can find it on Bandcamp. Uh, and uh, it's called Return of a Band uh, Called the So-Called. So check it out, folks. Now, next up, well, we're going to get rocking again. This is Goodbye June. This is their brand new single, and this one's called See Where the Night Goes.
Yeah, I really enjoyed that um, rocking tune. But just to give you a bit of background on the band, um, Goodbye June, well, they were formed actually after the death of lead guitarist Taylor Baker's brother. Eventually named Goodbye June in memory of Baker's brother who passed away in June. The band released their debut album Magic Valley on Cotton Valley Music Interscope Records in May 2017. And the band toured throughout the United States as well as the UK, Germany, Sweden, Finland, the Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Belgium, France and Spain. Um, so, you know, isn't it kind of nice too? Uh, the name is linked with someone that's not with us anymore, but forever linked to the name. And I think that's really beautiful. It's nice to do that. Now, next up, we have a band. Well, I know Ron, Ronan Gallagher is a big fan of this band. This is Little Feet. And it's the 45th anniversary of this song's release. And God, I love this for a title. Could apply to a lot of us. Fat Man in the Bathtub. <laughs> All right, let's play it. Fat Man in the Bathtub by Little Feet.
<laughs> I enjoyed that no matter what the title it was it was a great song to play so certainly enjoyed that um, now next up we have someone that's a regular to the show this is Els Bailey and this is whole brand new single and this one's called Stones <laughs> Baby 
Yeah, you know, Els is, is just a quality performer and a quality songwriter too and, and I certainly admire and that's that's brand new from Els and again, like many other young artists out there, uh, you know, was really getting out on the road, was really getting around and then COVID just had other plans. But again, all this will end eventually and it may take a while longer, but it will and uh, we're going to be treated to artists the quality of Els out there. And uh, But for now... That's the music. So that was Els Bailey and her brand new single called Stones. Now, I kid you not, <laughs> I didn't actually think of this at the time, but it's the perfect follow-on because this is a track from Mick Jagger, <laughs> a Rolling Stone. And this is from a solo album he released back in 1993 called Wandering Spirit. Imagine the title of this song probably says how Jagger is and still is. He's he's uh, the title is Wired All Night. Oh, indeed you are, Mick. Take it away.
Yeah, I mean, Anton Pot- Mick Potts' hand, uh, how could you not like it? And, uh, you know, <laughs> without a doubt, he's probably one of the most popular and influential front, front men in the history of rock and roll. Like, he has a distinctive voice, and Jesus, the energy of the man on stage is, is unreal, and the partnership with Keith Richard and writing all the classic songs, there's, there's not many can compare with it. But that was from a solo album that came out in 93 called Wandering Spirit, and uh, that was Wired All Night, and we certainly enjoyed playing that. Now, next up is a band I've seen live once or twice and really liked what I saw. This is the Bluefields, and this is a track from an album released back in 2014 called Under High Cotton. Check this band out. This one's called Great Day in the Morning.
There's a, there's a kind of a rocking kind of a country feel to that. Probably more rock than country, but it's just a great song from a really good album. So if you haven't listened to Under High Cotton, definitely check it out. The band is called The Bluefields, B-L-U-E-F-A-E-L-D-S. And um, it's a great album. Trust me, check it out. Now, next up, this is someone that has been recommended to me only a matter of days ago. This is a young lady by the name of Bex Marshall. And um, Bex, I certainly had a listen on a recommendation by Aga, your good friend, to have a listen to your music. And uh, I certainly like what I hear. And this is a track from an album that Bex released in 2012 called The House of Mercy. And this one's called Bite. Won't y'all 
You know, it's always great to discover new artists and new talent. And uh, certainly listening to Bex Marshall, she is the full package. And uh, she certainly, uh, in my opinion, will go an awful lot further in the business. And um, I enjoy playing that. I mean, there's great atmosphere to that song. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, okay stepping into a, a genre that's fictional. Well, we think it is fictional. Who knows? <laughs> but... Um, the lyrics are something else and the atmosphere of the song is something else. So really, really happy to play that on the show. Now, with that in tune, I thought another bit of David Bowie wouldn't go amiss. This is another track from the Hunky Dory album. And this is one of my favourite tracks on the album. This is David Bowie and the Bewley Brothers. So the story goes, they wore the clothes, they said the things to make it seem improbable. The will of a lie like the hope it was. And the good men tomorrow had their feet in the wallow, and their heads are brawn when eyes are shorn, and how they bought their positions with saccharine and trust. And the world was asleep to our latent fuss. Sang the swirl through the streets like the crust of the sun of you, dear brothers. In our wings that bark, flashing teeth of brass, standing tall in the dark. So he could scream and still relax Unbelievable 
And we frighten the small children away And our talk was old and dust would flow through our veins And lo, it was midnight back at the kitchen door Like the grim face on the cathedral floor The solid book we wrote cannot be found today And it was stalking time for the moon boys, the Beaulieu brothers With our backs on the arch And the devil may be here But he can't sing about that Yeah, I mean, there's so much atmosphere in that song, you could cut it with a knife. Um, the Beauty Brothers, one of my favourite tracks on Hunky Dory, and um, I thought it was the perfect follow-on to Bex Marshall's track. 
And we're kind of still in that zone because next up, this is someone else that really grew up with David Bowie, Mark Bolan. And, um, you know, they were really, they were great friends. And uh, this is a track from Electric Warrior. Uh, this is the classic Cosmic Dancer. I was dancing when I was 12. I was dancing when I was 12. I was dancing when I was out. I was dancing when I was out. I danced myself right at the wall. myself right at the womb Is it strange to dance so soon? I dance myself right at the womb I was dancing when I was eight I was dancing when I was eight Straits to dance so late Is it strange to dance so late?
again one of my all-time favorite albums electric warrior uh, mark boland t-rex um wow what can you say it is just one of a kind and uh, it's an album i cherish now next up well we did play a number of tracks of jolly gallagher and the band on last week's show but this song i felt we had to play it on this week's show because well because we're close to Christmas and it's the birth of Jesus, I kind of felt, well, this is, it's, it's appropriate. So this is Johnny Gallagher and the Jesus song. Big old tears in my eyes 
I mean, the sentiment in the song is lovely. Um, and I, I think if Jesus was around, he would have agreed. He'd like Johnny, without a doubt. And I'm quite sure he is getting to know Johnny's mother now. Um, because, as, as you know, last week we, we did a show dedicated to, to Johnny's mother. And uh, I'm sure she's telling him all about Johnny. In fact, I believe someone said uh, to me recently that that was a favourite song of hers. So... That's for you too, uh, Mary, and um, hope hope everyone enjoyed it. Now, next up, another track from the so-called, from their new album called Return of a Band Called So-Called, and this one's called Enough is Never Enough. <laughs> Never enough. 
is never, 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 never enough. Yeah, I mean, another driving track. And, uh, you know, that's a really great album. So get out there and get it, buy it, listen to it. Uh, support uh, support bands like the so-called because they are the future of the business and if we don't support these people how can we expect them to have a career and at the minute when gigging is limited it's one of the few ways we can do it so um, definitely uh, one maybe for the Christmas stocking now next up we have the Southern Rock Junkies and again, these guys, we've, we've actually finished the show off with them back a couple of weeks ago because they were kind enough to write a song about this wonderful station. And again, you know, we're still floating from that. Thank you so much, guys. But this is brand new from the Southern Rock Junkies. And this one's called Rock the House Down.
Yes, I tell you, these guys know how to rock, that's for sure. And um, thanks again to Rob and the guys. Um, really a pleasure playing your music on the show and looking forward to lots more to play in the coming weeks and months, that's for sure. Now, Ronan Gatter's coming back in, and this is another track from his Time Waits for No One album, which came out earlier this year, and this one's called Coming Home.
again what a tremendous album and what a great performance from Roland and you know back there just actually just a week ago uh, on the 14th of December Ronan uh, organised a magnificent native music called Songs from the Lake and uh, it was a lot of local artists but it was fantastic even I was lucky enough to be there and uh, the amount of effort that Ronan put in was unreal but the respect he has in the songwriting community here is has to be seen to be believed um well deserved because he he's a songwriter of the highest quality and uh, congratulations Ronan. it was a fantastic night and delighted to play the music on the show here now next up we have the rolling stones and this is a track from their exile on main street album and this is the classic tumbling dice
Again, you know, the Stones are one of them bands. It'd be very difficult to pick out a bad track. They've just recorded so many great songs. It's unreal. And that's another example. That's from Exile on Main Street, which came out in 1972, 49 years ago. And that was Tumbling Dice. Now, here's somebody else, not around as long, but boy, can they pack a punch. This is Chris Bevington organization, and this is a track from their much critically acclaimed album that came out in 2020 called Sand and Stone. And this one's called It's True. Yeah, you know, it's fair to say that Chris over the years has developed a sound that's unique to the Chris Bevington organisation. It's a big, brassy, full-on sound. And, and, you know, 
when Chris Bevan organisation start to play, it's impossible not to tap your feet. You just couldn't. You'd have to have no rhythm whatsoever not to enjoy this band. I've now seen them twice, you know, uh, once in um, Skegness and once in Nantwich this year. On both occasions, they just blew me away. So, Chris, if you're listening, you know, um, happy Christmas to you and the family. Uh, such a pleasure to know you, man. And the music's just phenomenal. And we're so happy to play it here on the show. Now, next up, we have the producer's pick. And this week, column has tracks from Wasted and Main Funk. Uh, Wasted is Heroes Day Young, taken from an album called Say of Your Prayers, which came out in 1986. And then Main Funk, a track called Sister Blue, which came out on an album called Main Funk that came out in 1991. So sit back, relax and enjoy the producer's pick as chosen by show producer Colin Mullen.
Yeah, uh, two crack on tracks and uh, really, really enjoyed that, really did. And uh, as always, Colm, you know, always uh, picks great tracks and, you know, he keeps this show on the road, does all the things that need to be done to get out to the listener. So again, thanks for everything you do, Colm, and so appreciate it. Now, we're going to rock it up again. And this band, we'll tell you more about them when you hear the song, but this is Kelio. And this one's called No Good.
Yeah, this band has only been introduced to me very recently and uh, this song in particular, I really liked what I heard. And you know what's great to have a connection of people that are into similar music and can make the suggestions because, well, that's great. I want to know about these things too. I hadn't heard of the band before and uh, was really delighted to... Um, to, to know about them and play them on the show and I'm sure I'll play more of them. Now they're actually an Icelandic band and uh, they were formed in 2012 so they're you know a young enough band and uh, certainly it won't be the last time they'll be played on the show that's for sure. Now next up well if you talk to any music lover in Australia they regard this man as the daddy. In fact, not too long ago, I was told by a fan in Australia um, that Johnny O'Keefe is the man. He is the man. So who am I to argue? So without further ado, here is Johnny O'Keefe and his version of Shout.
Well, uh, fourth time for Johnny to be played on the show. And um, thanks for the suggestion, Verona. Really, really. I know you're a big, big fan of Johnny's and delighted to get the request. And, you know, he... Um, he was really, he, he had so many things. He began his career in the 50s. And, you know, some of the hits were Wild One in 58 and then Shout and She's My Baby. And in his 20-year career, O'Keefe released over 50 singles, yeah, 50 EPs and 100 albums. O'Keefe was also a radio and television entertainer and presenter. And, uh, you know, he passed away October 1978, so he's not with us anymore. But it's lovely to come across someone like that. I hadn't known of before and uh, play them here on the show because these people obviously touched a lot of people's lives and gave a lot of happiness out there. So delighted to play them on the show. Now, in that vein, uh, we thought, well, what about little Elvis? I said, why not? So Elvis said, yeah, I'm up for it. So he came in and this is Elvis and a little less conversation. Take it away. A little less conversation, a little more action All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me A little more bite, a little less spark A little less fight and a little more spark Close your mouth and open up your heart And maybe satisfy me Satisfy me, baby Baby, close your eyes and listen to the music Dig to the summer breeze It's a groove and I can show you how to use it To come along with me and put your mind at ease hey! Less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less bark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Set your mouth and open up your heart. And baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Come on, baby, I'm tired of talking. Grab your coat and let's start walking. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't procrastinate, don't articulate, girl, it's getting late, you just sit and wait around. A little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more fight, a little less spark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Shut your mouth and open up your heart, baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me, girl. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me, girl. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me, baby. I have to say that's one of my favorite Elvis tracks. Favorite Elvis tracks, and uh, this is such a such a beat to it. That was Elvis and a little less conversation. Now, as always, we're going to ramp it up because we are on the final few kilometers of the rock and roll highway here in Thornadup. So, next up is Thunder, and this is a track from the Backstreet Symphony album. This is the classic. Give me some lovin'.
again, you know, Thunder's one of my favourite bands live. I love these guys. And, uh, you know, if they're ever close to me, I'm definitely going to be going to see them. That's for sure. And that was a great version of the classic, Give Me Some Lovin'. Now, we're going to keep it going with the good vibes. The Monkees are back in. And, of course, this was a massive hit for them. This is the Monkees, and I'm a believer. Only true in fairy tales And for someone else But not for me Our love was out to get me That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not her trace All you get is pain When I needed sunshine I got rain Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace A doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace A doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried Yes, I saw her face Now I'm a believer Yeah, what a great song, what a great performance. And, uh, you know, it still stands the test of time to this very day. And it was great to play it. Now, we're still on that positive party vibe, and that's the way we'll be right to the end of the show. So next into the party, then, is the Beatles. And uh, this is, well, what can you say about this? Probably at the time, it was broadcast to the biggest number of people in the history of the planet because this was on live TV to something like 500 million people. I am, of course, talking with the Beatles. In the classic, All You Need Is Love.
sing the country song Nothing you can say but you can learn how to play the game Now, you're after hearing a classic and you think, what's he going to come with next? Well, we've got to keep the party bouncing. Who better to bring to the party than Meatloaf and his friend Cher? And they are going to sing for you, Dead Ringer for Love.
Again, like that was a very successful partnership on that song, and that came out in 1981. It was the follow up to Bat Out of Hell. Um, great song, great track, great performance, and certainly enjoyed playing that for you. That was Meat Loaf and Share and Dead Ringer for Low. Now, what better party band than the Jay Giles Band? And this is a track from their Freeze Frame album that came out in 1981. And this was a huge hit for them all over the world. This is the Jay Giles Band and Centerfold.
Well, did you enjoy that or not? Have you been dancing around the kitchen? Have you been dancing in the streets? I hope you have, because at the end of the day, we may have COVID and we may have lockdowns, but we can still dance in our living rooms, we can party, we can sing, and I hope you're doing that. Now, we're down to almost the last track on the show. Well, it is track 40, but there's another little surprise to come after this. Now, we've been dancing to Jay Giles and Centerfold, but this man, this man that's going to finish the show. Well, we call him the boss. He's well entitled to that. Um, but before we tell you the track, of course, we have to thank everybody that was involved with this week's show. So we go right back to the Torn Up interview guest, Bernie Marston. And Bernie, once again, thank you so much for doing the interview on the show. It was really, for me, a huge honour to talk to a man that has created just some of the most iconic hits ever written. And again, you know, thanks to Alan and Press, you know, at Conquest Music for helping us out on that as well. So appreciated, Alan. Just a gentleman. Thank you so much for, for putting it together. And uh, then, of course, uh, you know, Carla, all the way from Rio de Janeiro in uh, Brazil, uh, and uh, what a great choice. What a rocker you are, Carla. Absolutely. And we enjoyed playing the choice on the show. And, um, of course, then we have to thank Richard Lahomedy and everybody of Making a Scene magazine and the incredible work they do week in, week out. They get it up as a podcast the following weekend. You just have, you have to wait a few days, folks, but a few days is all it is. Then the show's available. Not alone can you listen to Making a Scene. It's available on Spotify, Deezer, Mixcloud. Google, you name it, it's there. So again, that lot of work involved in that. And Richard, thank you so much for doing that. And of course, everyone here at Radio Home of Rock, I mean, sure, I say it every week and I have to keep saying it. What a great station. What a great bunch of people. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's incredible to work with these people. They allow me to develop this show the way I see fit, play the music I want to play. And I couldn't be happier. So let's get down to the music. And this is the second last track. It's not the last. So I will be back again when this is over. This is Bruce Springsteen. And he's in, well, what he calls his second home. He was in the Pint Depot in Dublin back in 2007. They recorded a live album. And, well, listen, if you danced a bit to Centrefold, if you danced a bit to Dead Ringer for Love, you are definitely going to dance up on the table to this one now because this is Bruce. Bit of Irish music, bit of accordion, bit of rock and roll, party, 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 all the way. This is Bruce Springsteen, an American land. Children hear the sweets I hear growing on 
the trees. Gold comes rushing out the river straight into your hands. If you make your home the American life. There's diamonds in the sidewalk, there's gutters on the song. I tell you something, what a way to end the show. I mean, what an incredible way to end it. What a great track, what a phenomenal artist. But as I say, this is a show with a difference. We have one more song to play. Now, this is a special request from someone who's a dear friend, Joe Cohen. And Joe had this request, and I couldn't disagree. This is a beautiful song. Um, This is... Oh, holy night. And I think, you know, we're almost Christmas all is upon us. It's nice to end with this. And it's performed by probably one of the finest performers of ballads you're ever likely to experience or hear. It's Charlie Lansborough. And Charlie, I think you're listening. And if you are, sir, it's an honour to play this song. You've brought so much happiness to so many people all over the world. 
And it's lovely to end the show with this. So, Charlie, happy Christmas to you and your family. Happy Christmas to all the listeners to the show, to all the people who have been with us right throughout the year. We so appreciate it. Uh, we are a family and we wish you only happiness and love. And we hope that next year brings you even more of that. We love doing this show. We love playing you this music. We still have another show to do before this year's out. So still another bit of rocking to do before 21 is gone. But I just want to thank everybody. Everyone that has been with us on this journey right from the start. Everyone that's been with us over the last year and helped us in every way. All the people that uh, kindly agreed to do an interview with me here on the show. I want to thank each and every one of you because it was a pleasure to talk to each and every one of you. Um, it really makes makes my life so special and I, I'm, I feel like one of the luckiest people in the world to do this job. So thanks to everybody involved, all the record labels, all the people that have given us music that have helped us in any way. We want to thank you all. So, Charlie, if you'd be so kind as to take us out with this beautiful, beautiful song. This is Charlie Lansborough. And oh, holy night. Happy Christmas, everyone. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Oh, hear the angel voices Oh, night divine Oh, night when Christ was born Oh, night divine Oh, night Oh, night divine Truly he taught us to love 
One another His law is love And His gospel is peace Chains shall He break For the slave is our brother And in His name All oppression shall cease Sweet hymns of joy In grateful chorus raise Let's all within Us praise His holy name Is the Lord in And as I always say, if you hear music that touches your heart, just remember, tore it up. Tune in, tune in. 